my next guest is the exact reason I began this podcast because you see you can view Bad Vegeta in two ways number one the man who owns it all the cars the money the fame and the world's biggest supply of digestive biscuits we'll leave that bit for a part two but that doesn't really help me and it might not help you because all you'll ever do is think yeah he's got a nice lambo that's it done finished scroll down to the next funny cat video the way I view Bab and the way that I think you should view Bab is the reason I began this podcast because behind all the success, dare I say, behind the wheel is a man who was told by his head of year at college that his grades were so bad he should just leave. A man who flunked at every single school subject and for six months slept on an air mattress because he couldn't really afford a bed. Tin having set up, run and sold several successful companies that have delivered over millions of pounds. Before one day deciding to buy a shopping channel. And yup, he's met the queen too. This is Behind the Wheel Presents Bav Vegetia. Bav. Yes. You are probably most well-known for, obviously, your work with Yanni and the whole kind of car space, but your entrepreneurial journey yep. starts way before all this, right? And I suppose a good starting point would be putting aside everything you've achieved to date, which is massive success in, in pretty much every single space you've, you've entered. And we'll go into that, but I want to kind of start off in the early days. Where does your entrepreneurial journey begin so i'm born and bred in leicester i spent a lot of my summers in manchester where a lot of my family was and the reason being is my mum and dad when i was six bought a bought a, a shop they bought a news agent mm. grocers a traditional old school grocers and where we serve cheese and and cobs and rolls and all that kind of stuff yeah so a lot of my summers i was with family and as i was growing up obviously they bought the the shop outside just a bit outside leicester so went to school out a little bit outside leicester and as I was growing up, you see your mum and dad getting up every morning at five o'clock and they're doing the newspapers and they're working. They're, they're actually grafting. OK, so from the very offset, you're seeing people around you, your parents working hard because it's not come easy. So it's not like nothing's been handed to them. They took a loan out. They paid when they bought the shop. They they did a loan agreement with the, the owner who was retiring. So they worked hard and they worked hard to make it a success and that took sheer grit and determination now when you're surrounded by this all the time day in day out and there's no days off so my dad couldn't go well actually I don't fancy opening the shop today my mum couldn't go well I don't want to do anything today they were a team and they 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 worked really hard and what happened was as I was growing up at a very early age I can start remember helping out in the shop so when they'd go to cash and carry, we, I would go. As I got older, if my mum went, I'd help her carry the heavy stuff. And it was always, it was always hard work. It wasn't easy. The, the hours are long. We never had 
family holidays. Our, my family holiday was going to other relatives. So it was always a hard graft. And then it got to a point where I started helping out a bit more in the shop. And like, like anyone in, as a family business, the paper round needs to be done. Right, so Sundays are the worst. They were really heavy bags. Even then, people let you down. So you'd have to muck in. You'd come home from school and you'd be behind the till. So there's always been that sort of ethos of working around me. Mm-hmm. And that's where I sort of had my first sort of way of life, I guess. is It wasn't easy. It's not easy. You have to work. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Nothing was given. There's yeah. no easy money. And, and, and you know... That's the way it sort of started, really. I had a similar upbringing. Both my parents had a shop. Yeah. It was in London, actually. It's, it's like almost our sort of opposite. Yeah. We being in London, then moved to Leicester. But my parents had a had a had, had a sports shop, and they were working ridiculous hours. And I remember the feeling of feeling like I owe them something, like I owe them what they would have wanted me to do. Right? Yeah. Did that ever like come into you in the sense of like when as as far as I can remember, my parents would have been. I remember this clearly, telling my dad that I wanted to be a dentist and the feeling of like, wow, my son's going to be a, dent- a yeah. dentist, right? And I guess having grown up in that environment, did you ever have that kind of sense of, maybe not in your face pressure, but that kind of de- need or desire to want to not disappoint your parents in some way by by not doing what was perhaps seen as the more traditional kind of route of, of, of Not of, so much of traditional. I think, I think I felt the fact that in that era, in that generation... They did everything for the children, yeah, right? So yeah. everything wasn't pressure, but it was pressure. It wasn't, oh, you must do something. But it was quite clear that your parents worked for the for the children, yeah. right? They, they yeah. you know, we're working hard for you, yeah. you know, so you can yeah. have... And you've got to bear in mind that, well, my parents came from Africa, right? So they came with nothing, mm-hmm. and they've worked hard, and they do what they do. And they don't want us... They didn't want me to go through those struggles that they went through. So they're thinking, in their mindset, was, we're doing all of this for you. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to hand this down to you one day. Mm-hmm. We're working this hard so you don't have to suffer. Mm-hmm. And we'll give you the things that we never had. And I've always had that, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was in Africa, I never had this. I never had that. You, you always you, get that. Yeah. You, you had those conversations. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You, it's yeah. constant, isn't it? Yeah, you know, your, yeah. your parents are your parents and, and your family is your family. Oh, we never used to have that. And I can sometimes feel myself saying that to my kids. You know, when I was growing up, I never had that. You know, What does but, that do to you as a young kid who's on the receiving end of that? Yeah. What does that, what does that make you feel i think it makes you feel that i don't think it's it's direct pressure i don't think it is direct pressure but i think it gives you the sense of grounding so you know where you are you know where you are you know where you're you know really where you stand and why people are doing things around you for what they're doing yeah now don't get me wrong my parents did it for themselves and to to have a better life as much as for the kids but i got the sense of feeling that it was more around making sure the family environment and everything they did was was better for us and create a future. Yeah. Um, Do you ever look back at those early days when you used to watch your parents work so hard? Yeah. And 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 you know grafting every single day. Do you ever like look back and think, did you get a chance to to spend much time with them in those in those early years? Like, was it or was it very much around work and and, and being at the shop and? Yeah. No. It's, you, I went to school, came home, and they'd be in the shop. Yeah. We'd eat at the back of the shop. So really, six seven o'clock, we'd we'd eat at the back or whatever because the shop's still open because yeah. we were kids yeah. and then after that we'd go home or because we left literally across the road from the shop and it's a bit of TV in bed Saturdays the shop was open so same the thing. same sort of thing Sundays we'd have lunch together so the shop would close at mid you know mid afternoon yeah. we'd all have food together and then 
to be honest with you, my, my dad especially wanted his rest. He wanted to he wanted to chip. He, sure, he didn't want yeah, to yeah, he wanted to sleep. He's yeah, like, yeah, I've been getting up at five o'clock every morning. Every morning, yeah. Sunday yeah. afternoon, I want a little snooze, you know, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. which is fair. And then we'd all have dinner together on Sunday night. And I think we probably spent Sunday nights together. And I remember back in the day where there was a lot of snooker on on Sunday, so we'd end up watching snooker and sport on TV. Yeah, yeah. And nothing specific, but we'd end up spending time on Sunday afternoon and evenings together yeah, and that would yeah, be yeah. our I would say our quality time on the question of school yeah. let's talk about school and how you what were you like at school subjects wise what were your interests and how were you typically like were you someone who was good at school bad at school what were your sort of early experience of, of, of academia if you like so where I went school was very different okay so it wasn't like a the schools in Leicester this was outside of Leicester right. okay so when I started school back back then uh, I was six I started school in the first school I went to I was the only Indian in the school so was I Yeah. Right? I, I, yeah. so it's very foreign yeah. to these people right yeah. so you have to sort of plan your way into life right so as I got older there was more uh, Asians in, in the school but I'm talking a handful of people I'm not talking hundreds <laughs> no, I'm talking yeah. you know there's there's six seven hundred kids and there's maybe four or five yeah you know Indians yeah. in the school when I did my my primary school and my junior school it was it was just a laugh you know I didn't I wasn't sensible I wasn't I wasn't yeah. I, it was just laughing and joking and whatever yeah. it got serious when it got to GCSE time where I went to school you moved school to do GCSEs so you went to college as such mm-hmm. so you go to college you do your GCSEs and your A levels at college Right, that's the plan. So I moved to college to start my GCSEs. Now, we were the second year to do GCSEs ever. Right. right? So the yeah. year before us were the first year, guinea right. pigs. Right. And we were the second year to do GCSEs. And before it was O-levels. Yeah. Uh, but the yeah. whole format changed, right? So we started the GCSEs and it's a new school. Um, again, there's that, God knows how many thousands, you know, a thousand. And because three junior schools fed into this college right so okay, it's, it's fine, a, okay. so it's big you know it's a, this site is huge yeah, yeah yeah and it's designed to do gcses and a levels that's it so it can accommodate and you know you got to make your mark and i was a bit of a jack the lad and did i knuckle down no did i think it was important to be educated and do gcses and do well no not really i didn't know what i wanted to do I that was that the cause of it do you think was it was it that you didn't you didn't know what you were going to do, therefore you didn't take it seriously. It wasn't more just, it was just kind of a, a free spirit in, 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 and just kind of like, if you if you knew that you were going to go in that direction, yep. if, if you had a sense of direction, do you think you would have been more buckled down? And, and Yeah, I think so. I'd have been more focused. Yeah. But the fact yeah. is, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know what I was good at. There's also your parents, right? So yeah. your parents are busy. So are they paying, did they pay enough attention to what I was doing at school? In hindsight, maybe not as much as they should have done. Yeah. So it's always yeah. that. I mean, I can't blame them because they're busy, so they yeah, were doing yeah, other things. Yeah. But and 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 I, and I was quite confident that I was doing okay. And they were like, "Yeah, he's fine. He's fine. He's fine." Maybe then that, that was a whole different way of thinking. But so I started my GCSEs, and you know, you've got all these new people, new faces, yeah. new friends. Yeah, you sort of look around, and it's it's all very new, and it's all it's all fun. It's all about being social it's all about enjoying life and it's doing GCSEs and were you still very much in, in the minority in yeah oh yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. 100% minority there's a handful of people that, yeah. were, that, were, that were Indian and, and, and even them even those, those those friends I've still got them as friends today really yeah so from, from, from school from school yeah my god yeah so we've, we're still friends oh wow yeah I don't know about you, but I remember being in my, I mean, quick segment away, but I remember being in, in a school where I was the only Asian for like three years. Yeah. And I remember one Asian came along after that and the school kind of like, 
I'm not sure if, it's, if, it was, if it was in my head, but it was this kind of moment of like people kind of expect you guys to be friends yeah. because you know each other. Yeah, it's like <laughs> like our dads are like somehow related, yeah. right? And it's like that is not the case at all. Like we have no idea yeah. who we are. Did yeah. you, did you, do you sort of have that sort of experience as well? Or yeah, and I, and and there was, listen, when we were, when we were at school, there was elements of racism. Really? Know? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. At lunchtime, we'd go to the fish and chip shop, or we'd go to the local shop, right? So. And it would be, you, if, if you came across someone else, it would be like, oh, yeah, 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 you're all right, but they're so-and-so, you know? There was always, really? ra- there was always underlining racism. What always. was your earliest experience of racism? As soon as I went to college. Right. As soon as I went to college. If people don't know, they feel a bit fearful. So there was always that it's element. Fear of, of the unknown. Absolutely. So they go, oh, you know, is he all right? Is he, is he okay? You know, bear in mind, I was six when I was growing up in this environment and it was a very white predominant environment, right? Yeah, so, yeah. you know, my mannerisms, what I did, how I did it and how I behaved, is, it was as I grew up and that's what I knew. It was totally different and people didn't know. Until they got to know you, they didn't know. Yeah. So, you know, perception is not reality and reality is perception. But that, that's the way it worked. So I did my GCSEs, you know, with a great grand idea. I wanted to do A-levels and I had great ideas, but I didn't put the work in. I thought I could wing it. Where did those ideas come from? Because that was what everyone else did. So everyone's like, okay. oh, we're going to go to, we're doing A-levels and we're doing this. Oh, that sounds good. We'll go to university. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. And I go with the flow. Because there was no counter option. As no. In, yeah, yeah. There was nothing else. I mean, yeah. I never, I didn't want to go and work in the shop. That wasn't what I wanted. To, that's one thing I knew I didn't want oh, to do. Oh, right, you're fine. Cool, I okay. knew I did not want to work in a shop. Right. I'm not saying I had a higher purpose in life, but <laughs> um, I knew I didn't want to do that. Didn't because want to do that. Yeah, yeah. I felt that was, that was, I've seen it firsthand, hard work, right? I thought there's got to be things I can do yeah. that is not as hard work as that. Yeah. And I could earn money and get a good living. I didn't have aspirations of buying a house. I didn't have aspirations of settling down. Nothing like that. I just wanted to do my, started my GCSEs, did my GCSEs and I wanted to go to college. And that was my original plan. But I did, I, did I put the effort in? No, I didn't. I didn't. I can honestly admit I didn't put the effort into doing my GCSEs. Should I have done? Yeah. I mean, thinking, looking back now, should I have knuckled down? I mean, listen, I get asked this a lot. What would you say to yourself you know, your your mm, previous you know, self, sixteen yeah. year old, yeah. you know, seventeen year old. What would you say? I'd say a lot. You know, yeah. I'd say an absolute lot. There's a lot of things I would say to myself. Would, would one of those things have been to buckle down? Hundred percent. Stop showing off. Stop being cocky and arrogant. Knuckle down and listen because you I, don't know it all. Without getting too psychological, but that does that need to be the one, the, the final one, the room, the one to to be the, 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 the centre of attention. Well, why do you think that was... that Was the, was, it, was it to distract from other stuff? Or what, 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 what was it? You're a minority in a room. Yeah. Okay, you're already an outsider. Okay, you need, you need to make an effort to fit in. Yeah, and that was your way of doing it. Yeah, because, you, you know, you're the one in the corner, you're the one that's different. So you have to be different. Or you have to be different in a nice way or in a different way. And really you sort, of, you, you sort yeah. of settle in in a different way. So interesting, yeah. Uh, yeah. Because you, you, you know, you, you know, people are looking at you all the time, rightly or wrongly. Listen, I've, I've, you know, not just my my Indian friends, but I've got friends that I went to college with, and I've still talked to them. We yeah. still communicate, and yeah. Yeah. Facebook's a wonderful thing, you know. Did my GCSEs, and I was at that. Age, I was able to leave early after my GCSEs because of my age. Because I was. What did you get? Ah. Right, so, so I, I, here's me rolling in and going, yeah, okay, I'm going to go and get my GCSEs and here we go. And I've gone in there and I've got, I've got all D's and E's and one C. What was, what was the C in? 
IT. Really? Computing. Yeah. Right, okay. Because that's the only thing I enjoyed. So I quickly learned what I enjoy, I will do well at. You, you had that sense, yeah? Yeah, straight away. Because I, I knew, I looked at everything. Didn't enjoy maths, didn't enjoy English, didn't enjoy literature, geography, you know, all yeah. of the rest of the subjects. I was like, nah, don't really, it bores me. So, but when I did computers and IT, I enjoyed it. I'd, ne- I'd always go to those lessons. I'd always be on time. I'd always do the work. I mean, I got a C. I could have done better, but I knew straight away that my mind, the way I, the way I think, is if I enjoy something and if I know I'm good at something, I will do it well. But then I quickly learned that you need maths and English <laughs> and everything else that goes yeah, with yeah, it. Yeah. So we, I stayed on and retook. What did your parents say when, when you came home with, with? They, do you know something? They weren't. They were a bit indifferent, if I'm honest. Really? I, f- I think if I'm looking back, I thought. I think they were a bit indifferent. I think they probably realised that they weren't getting an A-star student and they couldn't yeah. be selling, you know, selling my grades to the family going, oh, you got all A's. And I, I think they probably knew that that yeah. wasn't me. So it wasn't the slipper came off. and <laughs> Yeah, well, no, it didn't. But in the previous years, yes, it did. Yeah, obviously, yeah. Yeah, you're growing up, you're going to get the slipper off. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think they were just like, what are you going to do? And I'm like, I'm just going to stay. I sort of more or less, I think I could probably look back and say I probably told them what I was doing rather than telling, you know, rather than asking them what I was doing. So I'm going to stay at college and I'm going to do them again. And I did them again. And this time around, I said, look, you need to knuckle down a little bit because, you know, you need this because, you, you know, you need to do something, right? So I knuckled down and I passed... The, the, the right ones the English and the maths and the rest of the ones I did I did I earned and then it came to A-levels now one of my friends come up with this bright idea and I'll oh, bear in mind when I was 16 while I was doing my GCSEs during the summer this is my in- introduction to the wider world now right so right. this is the wider world so during the summer we've done the GCSEs done the exams my friend comes comes around to my house he says I've got a job so what do you mean you've got a job because I've got a summer job they're, they need people. Do you want to get a job? And I'm like, well, because summers are normally like dossing about, you know, yeah. eight weeks and, and doing nothing and helping the shop and yeah. going to see yeah. my family. Come and have a look. We can get this job. I've got one. My brother's got one. And they're looking for people. He said, come now. So literally we've walked to, so where my parents live, they, they live, their shop is opposite a biscuit factory. Now the other factory, about half a mile away, we walked there and they made pies, pucker pies, right? Oh, right. Okay. So my, my friend goes, look, we can go and work in a pie factory. Let's go and do that for the summer, right? Yeah. I'm like, okay, let's do it. Let's go. You know, you're doing it. We're friends and like, let's yeah. go, you know. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you know, you know, it's a bit good. We've, we'll have a laugh and we'll earn some money. Yeah. You know, summer yeah. job, whatever. So I, did, I walked around and the guy went, yep, you got the job. And I'm like, okay, great. Because <laughs> they just needed students to do the yeah, job. You know, yeah, yeah. You're, you're 15, 16, I think it was 16 at the time. Got the job and just... Met loads of new people, right? This is this is my first introduction to work. Paid work, yeah. Paid work, yeah, right? Yeah. This is, you, and bear in mind, like most teenagers, I couldn't get out of bed. I slept, I didn't go to sleep until late. I stayed up watching TV till silly o'clock. But this is now work, right? Yeah, and this is shift work. Time, yeah. Oh, right, so there's no messing around. Oh, this is like six yeah. till two or two yeah. till ten. Oh, wow. Okay, so you are not messing yeah, about. Yeah, so, yeah. And if you, and you want this job, you want it, you've got to do it. So, you have to be there on time. You have to put your overalls on, the hygiene, blah, blah, blah. You're doing six to two and two. To, and you've got people there that are doing this for a living. Mm. So you're, you're immersed into people that have been there 10 years, 15 years, and they're doing this as their long-term job. Right. So you're not messing about because they're not letting you mess about. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. They're, like, they're like, what are you doing? Yeah. Get back here. Yeah, what are you yeah, doing? Yeah. I do this for a living. 
there's my supervisor, there's my for, foreman, that's the manager. Yeah. No, 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 no. So all of a sudden, you're working. And it's not like you can slope <laughs> off. At school and college, you're like, yeah, 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 and I'll just go in the, yeah, I'll go yeah, in the yeah. sixth form room yeah, and, I'll, yeah, yeah. and I'll go for a bit of lunch and whatever and, and get my fish and chips and whatever. No, 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 no. Six till two. Even when I worked in with my mum and dad at the shop, right, if I wanted to go out and do something or go to the toilet and have yeah. a bit of... It's easy. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Now it's six till two. You're working. Your breaks are at this time. Your lunch is at this time. You have it together. So in despite the all those years of being in a shop, this was, this was a shock to the system. 100%. Was, yeah. But this is like someone's telling you. Yeah. yeah. It's not like working for your mum and dad. Your mum and dad are going to go, yeah, well, you know, there's a bit of flexibility. This is like you're doing this. Can't be late. You get the sack. And you don't want to get the sack. That's the last thing. You know, look, how did you get the sack from a pie factory? <laughs> you know. So I did that and I met some great people. And then that's where I met my girlfriend, who then turned out to be my wife and then yeah. subsequently my ex-wife. But So yeah, I did my GCSEs. Then I did my retakes. And then that same friend, his name's Jag, he said to me, look, why don't we go to college in Leicester? I was like, oh, wow, okay. He goes, let's just go and have a look at colleges in Leicester. I know we're here we're all over here, we get it, but why don't we go to colleges in Leicester? I said, okay, let's do it. So there's three of us, me, Jag and Rishi, and we decided that we were going to go and look at a college in Leicester. So there's like the, 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 the actual city? The actual city, yeah. 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 So, yeah. And we went to a college called Gateway. I know exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now you've got to bear in mind, I've come from where I am, yeah. where there's a thousand people, so whatever, eight hundred people, thousand people, and where there's there's uh, you know six, seven brown people, to the total opposite, complete opposite, yeah. So I've yeah. we've walked in there, and it's like, OMG, it's like oh my god, there's like, loads of us. There's, 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 <laughs> this is this is this is this is this is crazy. And then Jag said, look, we should do this. We should we should come here. So why not? This is a great experience. Let's do this. I know I know we have to get the bus. It'll take us twenty minutes, half an hour. I guess, but I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna be learning to drive, and I'm gonna get a car anyway, so we can work it out, and let's do it. More distractions. So now I'm in a whole new different environment where I've I've stabilised myself where I was. I've gone in a whole new different environment. I've got to prove myself again. I've got to be that guy. Right. Okay. So I'm, fine. I'm, you're, where are you from? What are you doing? Because bear in mind, everyone else that's there have all grown up together. They've all yeah. gone to local schools and they've gone yeah, there. Yeah, they all know yeah. each other. Whereas here, you're like fresh-faced and so no there. one knows who you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So started my A-levels. But did I concentrate? No. Too busy wanting to socialise. Everything was about being social. All about having a laugh, doing everything but education. Two years I spent there and it was more about doing everything but knuckling down. Up until the point that my year, my year head, he said to me, he, he pulled me aside because... I did economics and sociology. They were t- and, and IT. They were my economics and sociology were my two main good subjects. I like I like psychology, sociology. I like that mm-hmm. kind of my how what people brew, how they developed, etc. And economics was very good to me. I liked it. I enjoyed it. Really? Okay. Yeah. So they were the two subjects I picked. One was about people, human and yeah. behavior. The other one was about money. Two right? very different things. Two different yeah. very things, but they work well in yeah, my opinion. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, wow, okay. So I enjoyed them, but I didn't knuckle down, right? So my form tutor was like, come on, come on, come on. And she was really great, Mrs. Clark, and she was really great. And, but again, I didn't. I was all over the place. Didn't always go. I was a rock up when I wanted to, and it was just a bit of a do what you want sort of thing. Is that, again, just born out of your desire to want to fit in and, and be, be seen as 
part of the wider yeah wider it, group yeah know? absolutely you know and yeah. and not only that it's you're at that age you know you're at that age where you want to socialize you want to go out all yeah, the time of so it's just one of those things yeah i was never a bookworm i never wanted to sit and read and do that sort of stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. i always looked at the, the quickest way to do something to get the best result we had this year ahead and we called him Mr. Bronson because he right. looked like Charles Bronson. Right? right, okay. And I'd get a message saying, the year head wants to have a chat with you. So I said to him, oh, right. goes, oh, what's Bronson want? I'm like, I've got no idea. <laughs> you know, I have no idea. We're, you know, we're, we're at the beginning of the year yeah. and we're going to do our exams this year and then that's it. He's, so he sits me down. He goes, look, I need to have a really open and honest conversation with you. I said, okay. He goes, I don't think this education thing's for you. You said that? Yeah. Because he knew I was, I was I was messing about. I was constantly dicking about. That's some deep words. He says, I don't think <laughs> I mean, this is for you. He, says, I mean. he said, I, I would like to give you some advice. I said, okay. He goes, my advice would be that before everyone leaves the school year and starts looking for a job, you give yourself a head start. I said, what does that mean? He goes, well, my suggestion is you go and start looking for a job now. Right. at your age he goes go and find a job I said, okay I said what, what give up college and then just go and get a job he goes yep because I think if you go and start looking for a job now you'll be ahead of the curve everyone else is still at college and you might get into a job and I'm were, like, you, were you shocked by what you were saying oh, that was, pe- did, was pe- it like you knew but it was like for someone to say it <laughs> it has a much more power so right? calmly said it to me Really? So calmly. No no shouting, no screaming, yeah. none of this. Oh, you need to do it calmly. And I was like, oh my God. What, you're actually telling me that I ain't got a chance? That's what it was. I haven't got a chance. So if I'm with the rest of them, I have no chance. That's what you're telling me. Now, I had a decision to make. Now, I knew that, that as much as I do what I want and when I want and how I want, I knew that decision probably wouldn't go so down, down so well with my parents going, what do you mean right. you're going to leave college? I mean... We, we yeah. know you're not. We know. We know you're not the brightest, you know, spark. But hold on a second. You need to do this properly, and you've got. You need to do something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm sitting there. I'm going. Oh, wow. Okay, this is a bit powerful. Now the rest of my mates are all knuckled down. They're 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 they're, they're good, right? They're they're doing what they need to do. They're not as they're not as cocksure and arrogant and doing what they're doing. And but I decided to stay. Oh, uh, you stayed. I stayed. Why? I thought I need to do this properly. It was too late. Because it was too late, I'd, I'd you know I'd missed eighteen months of doing it properly. Yeah. But the last six months or the last five six months, I, I knuckled down. Was that directly because of the chat? Hundred percent. Yeah. At that point, it's penny drop. It's like, listen, stop dicking about. Yeah. You are not on the same par as these people. You might be on the same par socially, but when it comes to going and working and making something of your career in your life, they're going to surpass you. Full stop. They're going to. They, you you won't even get the job. And then I'm thinking, hold on. I don't want to be going back to the, the, to the pie factory, and I don't want to be working in the shop. You had those memories of that pain, right? You didn't want to. You didn't want to go. That, that's hard work. Yeah, that's yeah, great. Yeah. That, I mean, that, listen, I can do it, and I did yeah. it. But is it what I want to do for pe- for ten, fifteen, twenty years? I didn't want to do it. Lots of people did. Lots of people do. I did. I thought there's, I've, I'm sure I can do something better. I've got something in me that can do it. So that was that was that was it. So I did my A levels, and then. During the summer, obviously the summer before I, you know, worked, so I thought, get yourself a job, get yourself a summer job, right? Because, you know, you might as well do something in the summer. There's no point doing nothing, and you can drive, so you can go to wherever you want to go to. I got a job in a mobile phone shop. Right. Okay. 
so in the summer was that quite easy easy to easy to land i mean was, was that... so i went to someone i knew and they said look you know come and work with yeah. me and, and i learned and, and mobile phone was growing market and then i i thought hold on this is quite good i'm good at this i'm good at selling i'm good at bit running you know which you had no idea until no you, idea until you started doing it yeah no yeah. idea and i thought i'm quite good at this i'm going to do this and then there was another shop and i thought hold on they're looking for staff because there was another company that was setting up in leicester so i went and worked for them as well it's quite uh, a trek away yeah i mean oh no that, that was in leicester that was yeah, in leicester so i thought hold on a second you know i'm quite good at this yeah. i'm selling whatever maybe this is what i can do and then what i did is while i was selling i also did my own sales so i became what they called like a sub dealer so right. I, I worked in a mobile phone shop, but if anyone else wanted a mobile phone, I could sort them out. Oh, right. Okay. okay so fine, I'd go, fine, oh, look, fine. I can do that. And I'd yeah. get commissioned for doing it. Oh, right. Okay. So I would go through, I would use another retailer to right. put it through right. and get commission. <laughs> so all of a sudden, because I'm in the space and it's a growing yeah, market, yeah, yeah. and this is what, 93, 94, it's growing. And I'm like doing deals with people. Right, you want a phone? Like, okay, I'll get you a phone. I'll get it connected, and I'd go and get the commission. Yeah. So I was, I was doing well. I was like, listen, this is really good. How old were you like, at, at this point? So I was what nineteen, twenty, right, around yeah. that sort of age. So yeah, between those years, as I'm working in this shop, I've taken responsibility and I'm doing what I'm doing, and I'm doing well at what people, what I'm doing with the shop. I thought to myself, I don't want to go to uni this year. I'm yeah. going to have to go through clearing. I got my A levels. I got two E's. So I thought, you haven't got great grades anyway. You were going to fail, but you got two E's. And I thought, I'll take a year out and just work. and then cause you, Or wait, because you're going to have to go through clearing. Because you're not going to get the mm-hmm. uni you want. Did you, did you have that choice? As in, yeah. yeah. Your, your parents weren't like sort of pushing you into one direction. or It was, no. it was, it was, it was quiet. No, it, they, they were like, you know. They, did they want you to go to university? I don't, think, I don't know what they wanted to be me to do. Yeah. I don't really yeah. know. I guess they thought if I did go to university, I would uh, get a better job and a bit more stable. Of course, uh, listen, they, they, they probably, they, yeah, they probably did want me to go to university and yeah. settle down and whatever. But you chose not to. So I said to mum and dad, look, I'm going to work for a year and then maybe I'll go to university next year. It's not unheard of. I'm just yeah. going to take it easy and work. From that perspective, I, I, I work. That's where it sort of changed. Now, up until then, going back to turn 17, got my driving licence, shared my mum's car we had a Volkswagen Passat and I took that to college because I was 17 put a stereo in it did what you do (laughs) right okay and then my dad bought me a a car he bought me a Ford Orion and then he said to me that's your car you do what you need to do but you because you're working and you've got you're you're grafting you pay for everything else now it's your your responsibility and then I was working so I managed to then after many little accidents as you can imagine (laughs) not paying attention on the road I then went and got a, a Peugeot 205, which was done up. And Why well, the upgrade? I mean, yeah, that. it was 205. It looked like a GTI, but it wasn't. <laughs> and then from there, while I was working in Leicester, while I was working in this shop, I got myself a Peugeot 106. Okay. Okay, so okay. Peugeot 106 XSI, what it was, what it was at the time. Because I'm working, and I, I thought I could, I could have a bit of finance. I've got a job. I can afford, I think it was £100 a month, something yeah. silly like that. So yeah. I thought, look, you can do this at home. Yeah. It's doable. So it was good. And it got me around everywhere. And that was great. Life was good, right? So I'm working. I thought next year I'd do something. And it's the summer. And this is now 1995. I'm 21 years old. And I'm sitting there and, I'm, and I think there's something else I should be doing. And things changed. I think 
the way I looked and felt and what I did, I thought, you know, this can't be it, just working in a shop. Oh, you had that moment? Yeah, I think this is this is good fun. I was, you know, I had money in my pocket and it was great. But is this it? And what happened was, and I always believe things happen for a reason, right? So my girlfriend at the time was a bit older than me. She was at university in East London. Right, okay. So she was from Leicester. So she came back to Leicester. She says, well, I'm going to start looking for a job. And she did. She started looking in Leicester and she started doing a bit of temping and whatever. And it was great because she's back and we're spending some time together and it was good. And she says, I found a job in The Guardian selling mobile phones. I was like, okay. Looked at the little advert. She maybe you should go with this because where I was working, I was doing well, yeah. but I knew I could get paid more for doing what I did. Was but that was the thing that was making you question? It was this idea of you knowing that you could earn more doing yeah. what you do that, that was, that's what was kind of baffling you yeah. in, in, in some way because when I was doing what they call today a side hustle right I was <laughs> earning good money yeah yeah and I was yeah. like I should be doing that full I should time do, yeah. <laughs> yeah and one of my friends actually ended up doing it full time Right, um, right, and I remember that conversation we had when we were when we met each other in the middle of the night somewhere, and we were like, "What are you doing? What am I doing?" <laughs> so she said, "Look, there's an advert. Why don't you ring them up and ask for an interview?" So I right, ring them up. This is now 1995, and I've rang them up. I've got a senior advert. He goes, "Yeah, no, yeah, senior." Do you know anything about mobile phones? He goes, "Yeah, I sell mobile phones. I work in the shop." He goes, "Okay, why don't you come down for an interview?" I've driven down. Where was the job? The job was in North London. In so South, you went, you went in from Leicester. Leicester. Yeah, it's in Southgate. So it's in The Guardian. It's in the national paper. And I've picked up the phone. I didn't know where it was, how it was. And I've gone, yep, fine. Is it bizarre to be thinking about a job? I mean, I'm just trying to put myself in in your shoes for a second. In that time, you're what, 20? 21, yeah. 21. The idea of leaving home, potentially, and having a job 100 and something, wherever it's miles away. Was that that bizarre? Was Was that quite normal? Yes and no, because my girlfriend studied in London. So I spent time right, going back and right. forth she probably went look there's nothing ventured nothing gained go and have a look yeah. right? so I did yeah. but why there's nothing ventured nothing gained so I drove down Wednesday it's a really hot day I remember having my spare shirt in the car because I thought I'm not going to drive in the shirt because it was just it's just so hot so I've driven down North London Southgate I've turned up and I've gone what the hell is this place it's like just a office unit like office place nothing right. special so I've walked in there and I've sat down and I've waited for my interview and at the time the sales manager Adam did my interview and he goes oh, blah 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 what do you do and, and what are you doing and, and I you know me being who I am cocky and arrogant at the time short, cocksure of myself I was like yeah, yeah I can sell whatever I want to sell I've been doing this and I'm yeah, good at what yeah, I'm doing yeah. and he's gone okay alright okay and he's the sales manager and, uh, and I said well, you know I, I, I can, I'm good at what I do I'm very knowledgeable I'm active I'm proactive and I, and I, and I, and I, can, I know what to do so I've left the interview and I've got in the car I'm sitting in the car and she's gone how did it go yeah, I think it went all right. You know, did you discuss money or anything? I said no. I just, just didn't even didn't even come to my like. No, I just wanted to sort of prove myself that a half of me was like, I just want to prove I can get the job. Right. Okay, I don't fine. need to do the job. I just want to go. Oh, actually, I can get the job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I can get the job. I can say to her, I got the. Jo- I can get the job if I want to get the job, sort of thing. You know. So we're sitting there, and the next thing you know, I got on the on the on the on the window. That's Adam. Put the window down. I said, hi, mate. He says, do you mind coming back in a second? I said, yeah, sure. Because the, the director wants to have a chat with you. Oh, wow. So I walked back in and sat there. And this, the owner, Russell, his name was. He says, well, you know, this is Russell. He's the, one of the directors. I said, oh, how are you doing? You're right. He goes, so Adam tells me you're quite good. I'm like, okay. Well, all right. <laughs> like that, yeah. He goes, um, so do you think you could make a go of this then? He goes, yeah. He goes, are you prepared to move down? I went, yeah, if, if I get the job and if it's worth moving down, I'll, get, I'll move down. He goes, fantastic. He goes, when can you start? He goes, well, when do you want me to start? He goes, how about Monday? I'm what? like, 
yeah, fine. Didn't think, right? Didn't think. Yeah, fine, no problem. I goes, well, he goes, what we'll do, we'll start you on an £8,000 salary and we'll give you commission. But don't worry, your commission will be great. You, you, you know, you'll be good. And I'm looking around and there's six or seven desks, people selling phones on phones, and there's a couple of admin people. And I'm thinking, okay, this is better than what I'm used to. This is like a semi-small call centre style yeah. environment. Money-wise, though, like, at the time, was that a decent... Yeah, I've probably gone from... I'm thinking of the commission now. Because right. he's saying the commission's going to be good. £8,000 was probably near or less than on par what I was on. Because I was, right, on, okay, like, I was on pennies while I was doing it. Fine, That's fine. why I did the other stuff. Okay, great. See you Monday. Great. See you Monday. Eight o'clock. Blah, blah, blah. Gone. Got in the car. I got the job. <laughs> she went, you did what? I went, I got the job. He's giving me the job. She goes, what are you going to do? I said, well, let's just go home and I'll, I'll work this out. So I've gone home and I've gone, mum, I've got a job. She's gone, why? Why would you want to move to London? Why? Why? You, do, you know, why? You don't need to do... Because she doesn't want me to leave home. So yeah. now I'm leaving home, right? I'm like, yeah. I'm 21. I'm leaving home. And also that means closing the door in university, right? I that's, mean, that's, yeah, that, that, was, that was never going to happen, right? I she's mean, gone, well, you know, mums are mums, right? They want yeah, their, they, you know, They want their nearest and dearest near them, of course. right? She goes, what are you going to do? I said, well, I don't know. She goes, well, let me call my sister. Maybe she can help put you up. Because now she's thinking, I'm going to do uh, it anyway. So just keep them safe. I'm yeah, going to fine. do it anyway. So she said, well, I might as well try and help you out. And my mum was proper nervous like a mum would be. It's like if your mum's you know my wife's going to be the same when my kid goes to university she's going to be nervous as hell right yeah, it's one of those yeah. things so she's nervous as hell she's anxious she's like oh yeah. she's, you know you're leaving the roost you know yeah, all the rest yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. so she brings my, my aunt up Bab's got a, a job in London you know what can have you got anywhere to stay she goes well so Southgate is where the job is she goes well I've got a flat in Edgware we've just moved out because we moved out a bit further out and it's empty but there's nothing in it and you can stay there for a few months. So I've gone, okay. How empty are we talking? Like, empty. Like empty. Nothing. Zero, zero. Zero furniture, zero nothing. Literally nothing. Empty. Amazing. Great, I've got somewhere to live. So I've, I've literally packed everything up. Mum and Dad have come with me, packed everything up. I'm talking about you don't have anything. Like zero, right? So so where would you sleep? Blow up bed. You want to blow up bed? Yeah. For how long? Six months. Jesus. On the floor eating what I could. I literally had to buy an iron, I had to buy salt and pepper, what, shakers, what, the whole what lot. What makes someone who is comfortable in Leicester, yeah. decent-ish wage, yeah. not, you know, millions, but... I wasn't killing it, no. Yeah, no, exactly. No, no, no. But you were comfortable. Yeah. You, had, you had a bed, <laughs> you had yeah. comfort, you had warmth, you yeah. had everything. What makes someone leave that comfort and go into a place where they don't know anyone. I mean, I get the whole story about you just saying yes, but how, how does that work, man? Was, I, it, was, it, was it just a sense of spontaneity? What, what, what was it? Yeah, it was. I mean, it was that. And I thought I wanted to do something. And I thought this could be my platform, my starting platform to do something and actually be, you know, be active in doing a, a good job and growing. And also the fact that my girlfriend was there and she helped and she didn't move down with me initially, but she was like, you know, you can do this. And she was very supportive and, you know, you make a go of it. What's the worst that could happen? You might come back, right? You're not, you're not, you know, you can come back home. That was in you, right? From, yeah. from then, what's the worst that's going to happen? Like, yeah. Get on with it, right? Get on with it, graft, right? Yeah. First week I'm there, I've, you know, on Friday, we always yeah. used to have fish and chips, right, at home. So I've gone to the fish and chip shop. In, so I'm living in Edgware now, right? Edgware... Right driving to Southgate every day to do the job. I've got no distractions. I've got no friends. So I'm there all the time. I'm working and I'm learning. I'm learning from everybody. So I'm, I'm, I'm there all the time. I'm, I'm learning. Were you, were you enjoying it as well? 
Yeah, loved it. Yeah. It's a different environment, different challenge. And also the fact that I'd moved out of Leicester. Now, Leicester, at the time, I was out all the time. Yeah. I was out clubbing, drinking, chilling with my friends. It became a bit of a social thing again in Leicester when I was there. You know, you end up thinking to yourself, is this me? Is this all what I'm going to do? And it just become a bit of a, again, work paid for social. So I'm out mm. every night. I could, I'd be in a, a bar most nights. Really? You know, chilling with friends. Not necessarily drinking every night because we were driving a lot of it. But we're out loafing all the time. So this was like a bit of a hard stop. Go to the fish and chip shop, first experience. And I said, can I have fish and chips and mushy peas? And he looked at me funny and went, what's mushy peas? <laughs> <laughs> so, right, and, and then yeah. asking for a cob. And yeah, they were like, yeah. what's a cob? What's cob? We've got yeah. a bap. We've got a roll. <laughs> we don't have cobs. You know? So I knuckled down. A few, I think it was a month or two in and my girlfriend moved in. Right, uh, she fine. moved down. She goes, well, I might as well move down because I've got a better chance of getting a job in London as well. Right, okay, so thought, fine. Okay, fine. So I'm grafting. So Adam's my boss. And what we did as a job. So this is at the beginning of one-to-one. One-to-one were then bought by T-Mobile. I remember one-to-one. Yeah. yeah so that yeah, was free yeah. evenings and weekends. So our, the business model was, is we advertise, people would call up, you would speak to them, you'd sell them a phone on the phone and you'd deliver it within a few hours. Straight away. You wow. What, we had one of our drivers go and drop it off. Right, okay. Now, one-to-one was growing, okay? And they wanted customers because now Orange has come out. Right. So one-to-one wow. and Orange are battling. Yeah. So one-to-one are saying to us, we want to get customers. Get us more customers. We will pay you a lot of money. Get customers. Just yeah. get customers. So we advertised in, there was a paper called The Loot, the newspaper, bargain pages. We did TV advertising. We were in the back of the Sun, the Star, the Daily Mail. We, every newspaper we were advertising. This was obviously way before you know Facebook oh there's no Facebook stuff, no yeah. social media there's nothing this, this is print and, and print get, get as much advert or space on, on, on this stuff as much as possible yeah so and what we then did is we had a great relationship with one to one and they also then pumped customers towards us as well right. but we did everything so they threw money at us in marketing and commission to go and get customers just right. go and get us we want if, a, if we, we, they knew that if they got the customer at the infancy of them using a mobile phone, they're likely to keep them. Mm-hmm. But if Orange got them, they would keep them. Mm-hmm. So it's like, go, 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 it's go. It's a race, yeah. Go and get them. Yeah, yeah. In the first few months, Russell said, you need, Adam said, you need to go on a course, the one-to-one course, because they're going to explain to you what the network does. And right, okay. how, so when you're selling, you're selling yeah, the services. You know what, yeah. And there was another guy there called James. We were the new kids. You know, we both started within a month of each other. We went and went to this course in Radler. And I'm like, we've got to learn. And I met loads of people that are doing similar things than what we were doing, but we were different because we were a call centre type business. They were shops, right, a lot of people right, say. Right. And, and I, always, I always remember this day. We were all in a room and they're going to teach us about mobile phones, the networks, and this is like 95, right? And it's all blowing up. It's all going mad. It's all going crazy. And the instructor goes, right, what I want to do is mix you guys up. All of you guys and girls want to mix you guys up and we're going to do it. I said, all right. And he goes, what I want you to do is find the person nearest, find, go and talk to people and find someone who's got the nearest birth date to you, your date and month. That's all I want you to do. Because then you have to talk to people, right? When are yeah. you born? Yeah, I'm born in yeah, January, yeah. you know, etc. Yeah, when are you born? Yeah, yeah. So I turned around to James. I goes, James, when were you born? He went, November. I went, okay, so was I. And he goes, I goes what day were you born? He went, 27. I went, so was I. <laughs> I went, you're joking. He went, no, I'm not. Seriously, I went, look, look. So he said, 
we're both born on the same day, uh, three years apart. So we just sat there, we just chatted. So me and James, we we worked together. We've been to a, a month they apart. The same birthday. We're chatting away, and he goes, "Right, guys, you're not going to move. You're not going to no, no, we're not. Same birthday. We've got the same birthday. <laughs> not possible. We worked together. We have got the same birthday. Me and James had the bond. Like we were the twenty-seven right. eleven brothers. Right? right, right, right. And we were driven. We were hungry. We were driven, and so driven that we grew and grew that business with Russell and Adam and we grew it to the point that the way we then brought teams on bear in mind there was one of my very dearest friends even to today called Nick he helped me out a lot when I moved to London when I moved to London he helped me a hell of a lot he took me and his family in he helped me out supported me looked after me showed me the way and took me out and he was real good support so there were some real good people in there there was only four or five of us at the time but then we grew it to 18 people so me and James became you know, we, we surpassed Adam. We right. were doing a better job than Adam. Adam left. What made you hungry, man? What was it? What, what? The money was mad. It was crazy. It was the money, yeah? Wow. It was powerful. And the success. You were the... You were... You, were, you know, there was two companies that were doing what we were doing. We were powerful what we did. We were driving. We were absolutely killing it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And we're, we're like... We're at the king of the... We're the kings of the castle here. We're, we're, me and James are like, listen, we became two sales managers. So we had... We ran the teams... He did it a different style to what I did. It was a yin and yang. Brilliant. Yeah. It worked. One of the guys that we employed then in 95, 96 is still one of, is, I would say, one of my closest friends today. Right. Wow. Some of the people I met on that course, I employed no up way. until 2019 till I left my, till I sold my company. Oh my God. Some of those people I still talk to today. Wow. One of the guys I went on a course, even when I went to, in another business, I still know today and we still talk. When you look back at those years of grinding, working yeah. hard, like making the business reach new heights of success, what was the biggest takeaway, the biggest lesson you learned from that experience? The, my biggest lesson I learned was listen and learn and watch. I, you know, I got to London, I was stripped back. I had no friends, no nothing. Mm. I learned. I learned from Russell. I learned everything. I learned the good things, the bad things. I learned everything. I learned he taught me so much without him knowing he's teaching me. Right. He was my mentor. He didn't even know it. Yeah, yeah. He didn't yeah. know it because I worked with him. So I knew day to day when you're in a pressure cooker environment, yeah. things go right, things go wrong. His mum was running the finance department. So they had spats. His dad ran a company on the other side and he'd come and see us. Everything. He taught me what was good and bad in running yeah. a team, how to work. And, and I always remember these things. And he said to me, we, we, we had a sales team of 18 people and he said to me right you know we're going to give people bonuses and stuff like that. I goes yeah not, you know, the guys want cash he goes no don't give them cash I said why he goes whoever does the most sales this week or this month I think it was at the time he goes we'll give them a brand new TV brand new latest TV and we'll spend a thousand pound on a TV and, he goes, and then the second person we're going to tell them to take his girlfriend or his wife out for dinner and the other one we're going to say go out in a hotel and that other one we're going to do we're going to do something for them I said, but Russell, what they want, you know, why don't we just give them a bit of money? He said, no. I said, why? Tell me why we're not giving them money. He goes, but just think about it. You see, when these guys all work really hard and you're putting pressure on them because you're going, work, 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 work. And they're going, oh, mate. And they're going home and their wives are moaning, their girlfriends are yeah. moaning and their mates are moaning because they're not going to the pub. And we're going, well, you're working and you're earning a good living and we're putting 
work on these guys, right? Because yeah, and we're motivating them. We're a motivating, you know, we'd have motivational speeches and mm. we had, everyone was reading, you know, Cardone books and yeah, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, we're like, get, yeah. get on with it. It was a bit like the, it was a bit like the Wolf on Wall Street. It's like, I think it's, it's, a, it's a, the pressure cooker sort of like, kind of like yeah. environment where it's like just, you know, hard, you know, yeah, even though we were selling phones, we were the best. We were yeah, pushing, yeah, pushing, yeah, pushing. Yeah, yeah. We wouldn't let them go. You're buying a phone. You're buying two. You're buying three. We were going, go, 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 <laughs> yeah, go. Yeah. We had 18 drivers on the road up and down the country delivering phones. My days. Right? When I first started, we were doing 40 phones a day. At the point I left in 1999, we were doing 1,000 phones a day. My word. 1,000 phones, phones a day. And the reason why, let me go back to what I was saying. Why give him a TV? Because I tell you what happens. Because when he's sitting there watching his new brand new TV and his mates come round, what's he going to say to his mates? His mates are going to go, Jesus Christ, that's a night. Yeah, my boss bought it for me. I got it at work as a bonus. Mm. They go, because everyone goes home and moans about their job, right? Everyone goes home and moans about their boss. Everyone goes home and moans, oh, mate, I've been so net. Mate, you're lucky. My boss never does that. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that's how you make him think. That's amazing. When he goes home, and he goes, oh, listen, darling, we're going out for dinner. My boss has paid for dinner. Oh, Suddenly. Yeah. All of a sudden, your boss is not such a bad guy, is yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or we're going away next weekend. Why? Well, my boss has paid for us to go away. All of a sudden, yeah, you're not that yeah, bad guy yeah. anymore. Yeah, so yeah, we yeah. rewarded people in so many different ways. Yeah, we bought yeah, people yeah. cars. No way. We helped them buy a car. We helped them do buy. And even then, we bought, gave them enough money to buy deposits or get stuff done for them. We did loads of things to help people's lives to change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not everybody, yeah. but people that stuck and that we were we helped them. But what was different between the bad that was in college at school, yeah, not very focused, messing around, yeah. not taking life seriously, versus the bad that was now in an environment where he's thriving, he's working hard, he's doing crazy hours. Yeah. What differentiates those two bads? Grow up. I grew up. Right. I I, I learnt. I learned that you can learn from people. Being in Leicester was great, great friends, great social life, loafing and dust, you know, messing about all day, yeah. every day. But it got to a point where, listen, you can actually learn. You can, and do you know something? You don't know what your, your capability is until you know your capability. So I'm sitting there and I've got my first wage packet. I don't know how to spend it. <laughs> I promise you I didn't know how to spend it. Yeah, yeah. I'm in 95, 96, and I've got £5,000 in my Christ. bank account. I don't know how to spend it. We used to have commission night. And at the end of the month, we did commission night. And what would happen is me, Russell and James would sit down with all the files and we'd go, and everyone used to have a number. So when you did a deal, you put a ticket mm-hmm. on the ticket, you put number. So mine was BM7 or BM27 and JB2. And we would do, had our own little numbers. So we'd go flick and we go, and every time we go, five pound, four pound, and we'd say the number. And me and James were always like this, like, we're, I'm going to beat yeah, you, I'm going to yeah, beat you. That's yeah. how we grew, right? We, we, we Healthy, competitive nature. The money was ridiculous. But we grafted. Now, there was no nine to five. We were advertising on TV. Our shifts were ridiculous. We were doing 16, 18 hours a day. This, Grafting. This makes pie working <laughs> look like easy. Right? We, we were, and many people say, oh, yeah, but no, not easy. We grafted. Yeah. So when they said, you know, Saturdays, Sundays, it's seven days a week. You're running, you're driving, you're physically going all, all day, every day. And me and James, are, Russell's the boss, and me and James are, are, are the, the sales managers. We're running the day to day. When a driver is at a shop, is at a delivery at eight o'clock at night, and he, it's a problem, he's ringing me. So you're on call and you're dealing with it, but you're get you're getting you're earning money. I know I asked it before, but I'm going to ask it again just to make sure. At that point in time, it was the money which drove you. It yeah. was it was it was that hundred yeah. percent hunger, yeah, pure hunger. Yeah. Didn't know how to spend it. Yeah, 
but it was like this is and it was fun we had a great laugh we had a great environment to work in it was stressful but it was a great environment and you learned stuff yeah and and i i found a way to learn the non-conventional way in what in in what way no textbooks no schools no no i learned that i learned through the school of life i learned when people were sacked yeah i learned when people didn't turn up i learned when people had problems I learned how to motivate people. I learned how not to motivate people. So I learned a lot. And did that also breed a lot of cockiness and arrogance in what I was doing? Yeah, because I was a bit cocky and I was still young. I was still, you know, it doesn't go out of you. You don't become humble just because of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You thought you keep cracking on. I'm still in my Peugeot 106. Throughout the the five years or four years it was there, I got a company car. I got a Peugeot 306 Roadster. Me and James both got one each. We enjoyed (laughs) it. It was great. Really loved it. And then I said to Russell, I said, look, you know, I'm paying company car tax. It's not paying 400 quid a month. And you're paying 400 quid a month for me to have the car. I goes, why can't we have a deal where you pay me or, or I go and buy my own car? I'll say 400 quid. Yeah. And potentially you might have to pay as much. So he said, look, go and get a, your own car. What we'll do is I'll pay you a bonus on a monthly basis to cover instead of you paying that. So it's a bit of a win-win. Oh, right, okay. And James thought, oh, yeah, I might as well do the same. So James went and bought himself a uh, a brand new BMW and I was like oh well I want I'm going to be I was, I was three years older than James and I said well I want to buy my first sports car now Russell's oh. so Russell was young as well he's only couple, he's only two three years older than me he rolled up in a Ferrari brand new 355 Berlinetta I was like wow oh oh, just, and we've got someone to, someone to aspire to right were you were you a car guy back then yes you were but not that level Right, okay, fine. I, fine. I knew my point. I knew where I was. <laughs> yeah. The 306 was, oh my God, I'm bl- a brand new 306 <laughs> yeah, yeah. Roadster with a hard top. Well, this is, I've, I've won the jackpot yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. But grafting, and I grafted hard. Bought a flat in North London with my girlfriend. Yeah. And then I bought a car. I bought a Porsche box. And that was your first? First car. So that I, explains. I mean, you, you you you're a Porsche guy through and through. Right? Yeah, I absolutely. Mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. So at that point, I'm 25. What I did your parents say, by the way? Because I I I can imagine what what would happen if I mean, my, yeah, I mean, yeah, my my I've still got family who are scared about showing my my parents expensive stuff because yeah. they know they'll be judged by my parents. What's that for you? I think they were okay. they were they were proud. They were proud. Yeah. I'd actually done something with my life. Nice. I've actually done something. They weren't particularly happy that I was living in sin. I was living with a girl. I was listen. I'm the old grandson on both sides my parents oh, so the expectation my, my, is my like, parents are the oldest right. siblings on both sides so my right. mum's the oldest in her family my dad's the oldest and it's like well bad's doing it you know mm. and this is the whole thing right so i'm the oldest grandson on both sides it's great so we, we, we're rolling bought the porsche boxster it was like jade green because that's the only one i could get at the time and i wanted to get it before <laughs> i was 25 and i thought why not and that's what i did and that's what set me up so you were you were what 24 ish yeah, just literally before twenty five. Rolling in a in a in a in a in a box. Porsche got got myself a flat, and that was it. I was I was, I'm 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 on a roll here. Then what happened was I got to a point where I've done I've learned everything. I've done it all, seen it all. I've learned everything. Right yeah. uh, now I'm bored. I'm a bit complacent. I'm like, I can't, man, Russell, I can do this in my sleep now. It's like you as a person. Because when I was doing my research, I, I, obviously, you know, your, your, your work with Yana Myers, everything was so, so clear. But when I was researching you, I saw so many different little hands where you've kind of like dipped in. Yeah. And it just seems like, dare I say it, you kind of want to just keep dipping your hands in different things and you don't want to yeah. stop. Like you could have just 
stopped in one area in yeah. the phone space and kind of like then just stayed there. But you've yeah. chosen, or maybe I don't know if it's a choice, but you've, you've chosen kind of going to different different parts of the industry, man. Yes. And, and, and you, you, don't, you don't want to stop. No, I don't. And the thing is, what I found out very recently about myself, I say recently, a few years ago, is that I'm good at what I do. It doesn't matter what industry it is, the, the skills that I learn, Listen, I bought I bought into a TV shopping channel. Last I was going to bring this up actually because I mean, you know, for for those that don't know, there is way more to yeah. your life than just Yanni. Like it's and, and the whole yeah. and the whole shebang there. There is a there is a there is a TV shopping channel which you've obviously acquired. Yeah, acquired um, and sold. Acquired. Oh right, okay, fine, so okay. I, so again, I went in there because this is what I learned. I learned my skills, the skills I developed. So that was my first job with Russell, right? Then I got another one. So then, between those two jobs, I learned everything. I learned what to do, when to do it, how to do it, and learn, learn, learn. And what I realised very quickly, I had the innate ability operationally to go into a business and sort it out. Simple as that. You know, and to go in and go, this is what needs to happen. It, you know when you, some, some people say, it's, people say, think, think, feel, right? So you think it. So if I said to you, for example, how do you feel? You go, yeah, I'm all right. And I go, no, really, how do you feel? You go, yeah, I'm all right. That's you thinking. When I say to you, how do you feel? You go, I'm all right. And then when I say to you, how are you, the, the, for the fourth time, that's the feeling that's going to come out. You go, well, actually, I'm not all right. And mm-hmm. I want to tell you about this because the first three times, it's, you're thinking about mm-hmm. it. So think, think, feel. With me and also with that, I know. My psychology, when I've done my, all the, the tests, it's I know. I have the innate ability of having to be able to think three or four steps ahead. I've got right. the experience. So when I go and do the TV shopping channel, I know what needs to be done and how it needs to be done quickly. Right. And I know how to build a business. I know how to build the strategy and quickly do it. So when I've invested in businesses and when I've invested in things, I know what we need to do, where we need to do it. Yeah. And that's the yeah. difference, I guess. And I've learned this through my two, two working careers. And then obviously my, my second job was when someone approached me and said, well, I know what you've just done. You need to do this for us. And that was selling mobile phone accessories. So I did that. And again, it come to 2005, rewind back a sec. So 2003, 2004, had a bit of a personal rocky space with my girlfriend. Then I decided that my second job, which was selling mobile phone accessories, we went from a £2 million turnover to a £16 million turnover. Jesus. Grew that business. And in 2005, I was like, I'm done. Right, I'm going to do property because I bought a few flats. I'm going to do property. I want to find something else to do. I was going to say, but you could have you could have retired years ago, right? I mean, you could have yeah. you, you could have stopped working. But what what is it that kind of just keeps you waking up every day looking for a new challenge? Like what? Why? Because I'm just driven like that. I, yeah, you're right. I could have retired 2006, 2005. Yeah. I have a very balanced life in the sense that I know what to spend money on and what not to spend money on. I don't look at the Joneses. I don't look at next door. I don't look at Instagram or social media and go, well, he's bought that car and he's bought that house and I need to do. That. Don't care. I do what's good for me within the remit that I'm in, within my financial environment of what I need to do and my planning. So in 2005, and again, I've spent the next five years learning. Same principle with Russell. I've learned, learned, learned good things, bad things, and learned the process. Again, running a sales team up to 20 people, doing the similar sort of stuff, but in mobile phone accessories. Market's changing. It's 2005 in October. I said, look, I'm going to go. Now, at this point, I'm, I'm with my current wife. So we're together. I've got she's my girlfriend at the time, and we've started seeing each other. We had a we had a first we had a we had a son together. So I was like, listen, just chill now. Don't need to be working this hard. Just take it easy. And I had a I had two leaving. I had a leaving due, and I had a party for a 
with my son. So right. we're in a club in London and I've got every man and their dog and all my friends yeah, and everyone. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're partying hard, right? And one of the guys who used to work for me said, look, I'm not going to stay because you've gone. I'm going to set up myself. I said, okay. He said, why don't you come and partner up with me? So I know, look, I'm, I don't want to be in the mobile phone accessory game. I've been doing it since I was 16, yeah, 17. Yeah. I was hustling then and I've been through it. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm, he said, no, 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 look, we'll sit down and we'll have a chat. We did. And very quickly we became partners. Ended up financing a, a business called Genuine Solutions. Right. right. So 2006, we, we, we've gone on to this journey. Just to be clear, you never had to. I mean, it wasn't no, I didn't like, have to. you know, yeah. I didn't have to. I saw this as another challenge. I thought, this is what this is amazing, but this is now mine. This yeah. is now this is me and my, me and a partner. Was that was that a key thing for you? The idea you of this actually now being your own thing? Not really. Didn't really bother me to be honest. Right, okay. So, we started this journey, but the difference was we went into we didn't want to do the Chinese stuff. We did. We wanted to do the original stuff, the mobile phone accessories, and we grew that business. We grew it. We found gaps in the market for recycling that was our biggest bread and butter right. we did a lot of mobile phone recycling and we learned and I learned a lot from other people in the industry still about process about setting up your own business about how many mistakes we made financing funding banking because all of those things I never did yeah, 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 I never did that sort of stuff before but you know you know what, what strikes me a lot is I'm not sure if it's a sense of not being scared or whether it's being scared and still doing it but like, it would frighten me to go into a space where I have no idea what I'm doing. But in your case, like, do you get scared? I get nervous sometimes, but I don't get scared. Imagine, listen, I walked into Ideal World in February <laughs> last year. There's 600 people in the building. They've gone, who are you? Yeah, and I've yeah, gone, yeah. Well, watch me shake the tree, you know? Yeah. So, you know, setting up our own business. So, me, you know, we did it. We did it very successfully. We did a lot of great projects. We did some great stuff with the environment, you know, with the environment and what we did. We, we did a phenomenal business. We were in the Sunday Times Fast Track That's five times. Yeah. I met the Queen, right? Yeah. It's not every day you meet the Queen and the Queen goes, congratulations. What's that like? Mad. Crazy. So we've turned up at Buckingham Palace. So we've got off at the station at Waterloo. Yeah. We got the invite to say you're going to go to Buckingham Palace. Didn't say anything about you're going to meet the Queen. Uh, so you never even knew didn't know I was going to meet the Queen oh man I was we, we, and me, me and my partner in the car in the cab were arguing about something else we should be doing we're like we should do that we, like, we, anyway got in the cab uh, can, can we go to Buckingham Palace and the, I remember distinctly remember the cab driver looked around and went what, you two <laughs> obviously we've, we've got black ties on you two well we're suited and booted you, you sure <laughs> yeah so we've got to the front of the gate and the guy's put his window down and he goes these two are here to come to Buckingham Palace and he's, he's looking at him like yeah whatever mate and I've gone no he's my mate and the, and the copper went off you go in you go oh, he's like days. you're actually going into Buckingham Palace I'm like yeah so we're in this room in this like big grand room and the next thing you know we're being ushered into like line into going round we're like okay we'll probably go into another room whatever next thing you know in front of you is a queen oh my and days. you're introduced to the queen you're actually introduced to the queen I'm like okay congratulations thank you very much and I'm like, wow, like that split second is like, wow. The whole, the whole thing was probably shadowed by the, the, the work and what we were doing. But it was an amazing experience. We won lots of awards. We won awards for best companies to work for yeah, and yeah, all yeah. the rest of it. And, but things changed. You know, we made, we, we, we grew the business phenomenally. People came and went. And I think me as an individual, I, I've always been who I am. Our partnership sort of grew apart. Things changed. And I thought, this is not an environment I want to be in anymore. And I thought, I've done my bit. Yeah. And this is now, you know, 
2006 to 2019. So you've done a fair stint. And I've sacrificed a lot as well. What was your biggest time. sacrifice, would you say? Family time. Yeah. Kids, family time. Do you, do you look back and regret that? A little bit. Yeah, of course I do. Yeah. I mean, it was great growing a business and it's been successful and it's phenomenal. It has put me on a... It has stabilised my life even more financially. So the kids, are, they're set for life. Yeah. And my family's set for life. Everyone, you know, uh, my mum and dad sold the shop. They're, yeah. they're, they're set. So that was that bit. I was comfortable, but now everyone's set. In 2019, October October 2019, I it came to a point where we, we had to part ways. Early 2020, COVID hit. So it took two years for him to raise the capital and, and buy me out, which he did. But again, I learned a lot. I met some phenomenal people that taught us a lot of things, yeah. you know, met a, a lot of speakers. One of them in particular was a guy called Nigel Risner. He came to see us a few times. And he's a stand-up speaker and phenomenal. He does worldwide centre stages, right? He was like the he's like a Simon Sinek equivalent. He's right, a phenomenal right, right, guy, right? Yeah. And even now, I, I speak to him and I see him and taught me loads. Even then, at that point, he goes, this is, this is you. And what you don't realise is that you don't realise who you are until someone actually looks at you properly and goes, this yeah, is what you yeah, are, yeah. you know? And what you need, what makes you tick, what, what what's make you yeah, work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I worked, I worked out very quickly. I was good at a lot of things and one of them was growing a business. Yeah, yeah. Growing a business. I did it with Russell, I did it with the next job and I did it with Genuine Solutions. Yeah. I just grew it phenomenally. That's what it was. I'm looking at the time. Yeah. I want to I wanna just quickly touch on one last thing before we do the the star in a reasonably priced chair. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I'm calling it. What's your price achievement state, Brad, when um, you look back at your life? I, you know, there's a, there's a cross between having a, a good family life and a family unit. I've managed to today create an environment a family environment a family space and flexibility time is my biggest achievement to date I now have time what have I achieved throughout my years and what I've done in business is probably growing a business that was nothing to something and taking a lot of people on that journey but then Covid hit sat down with Yanni and said we should do something and we became partners and now my passion for cars and enjoying cars is what I do all day, every day. It's not. Well, think, it's not. It's not work. Well, I think. I think I speak for many people who will. You know, the, the content that you guys put out is absolutely phenomenal. I mean, it's it's genuinely, it's genuinely entertaining. Yeah. And it, it feels like the brand's going to place. I mean, I, I'm sure you can't reveal too much, but it seems to be going in so many different interesting areas yeah. beyond just the initial kind of where, where it all began yeah. but I genuinely can't wait to see what you guys come up with next hearing your story really inspired me because I didn't do well at school right and I'm sure other people didn't do well at school but I just hearing that you know what there was someone out there who wasn't exactly academically gifted yeah. but still managed to find their way I think people are drilled with this idea of if, if you don't do well at school life is over and, and, and what your story has shown has proven that actually, you know what, there is still a way out, you know? Yeah, but it's not easy. I think that, the, easy, the thing yeah. is, that, you know, social media and the Instagram life. Because you today, still would go back, you would still tell yourself, yeah. hammer down. Right? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah because, really you know, huge, but the thing is, is, yes, there is a way outside of education. Totally agree with that. Yes, there is different ways to do what you need to do. But what people 
what we've made it too ob- easy in the world today with social media and instant money and instant fame. Instant, it's instant not instant gratification. There's yeah. no instant anything. There's so no, anything, true. Anything yeah. instant will not last you. So true. So true. It won't yeah. last you. And We're after the constant hit, right? The constant yeah. next thing. And that's the thing as well. I think, I think, people, I think, I think it's important for people to realise that your journey of success wasn't overnight no. I mean it was it was pain yeah 100% ridiculous pain I mean yeah. being on a silverbed on an on a, on a air, air mattress for six yeah. months is, is pretty bad yeah. we're going to do three minutes okay quick fire rounds Bav are you ready yep now Bav what famous person oversaw the development of the F40 A. Sylvester Stallone B. Al Capone C. Mussolini D. Enzo Ferrari Enzo Ferrari what lightweight material is probably used throughout the Lexus LFA chassis and frame A. Aluminium B. Carbon Fibre C. High Strength Steel D. Space Age Alloy High Strength Steel what position is in the, in the cabin does the driver sit in the McLaren F1 right in the middle on the left on the right wherever they wanted F1 in the middle what method did Chrysler use to assemble the Dodge Vipers highly automated robots robot, hum, robot human hybrid, hybrid hand or 3D printing hybrid Robots. What was Porsche's supercar from the, from the 80s? The 944, the 959, the 955, or the 907? 959. What Koenigsegg set a production car speed of 270 miles per hour? The CCX, Trevita, Agira RS, Agira S. CCX. Uh, what Lamborghini model name means devil in Spanish? Aventador, Diablo, Countach, Mayura. Diablo. What manufacturer produced, produced the Zonda? Lamborghini, Ferrari, Koenigsegg, Pagani. Pagani. What was the body of the first Honda Acura NSX made of? Aluminium, ash, high-strength steel, carbon fibre. Aluminium. Where did Celine get the engine for the S7? Ferrari, Ford, Maserati or Mercedes? I'd go Mercedes. What two technologies on the Ferrari 458 Italia helped boost handling performance? ABS and traction, E-diff and F1 track, ABS and EB force distribution or torque vectoring and ABS? Pass. <laughs> that was uh, too quick. What <laughs> country did the Noble M600 come from? Japan, Britain, South Korea, or Argentina? Britain. How many Aston Martin 177 supercars were made? 50, 12, 70, or 77? Well, I think there's only 12. What was the first model year for the Countach? 1982, 74, 84, 86? I'm going to go 86. What record did the Jaguar XA220 achieve at the beginning of, the, of, of production? Longest supercar, heaviest supercar, fastest production car or most aerodynamic body for a production vehicle? Fastest production supercar. What was the first supercar from Japan? The Nissan Fairly Desert Toyota 2000 GT, Honda S600, or the Mitsubishi Evolution? I guess let's go for Mitsubishi. What was the chassis code for the, for the BMW M1? E23, E1003, E57, E26? E001. What was the project, the project name for the Ferrari La Ferrari? F150, Enzo Ferrari, La Enzo, Bulbasaur. Enzo Ferrari. No, F150. What kind of powertrain does the Ace Aspark Owl use? Natural gas, fully electric, hybrid, gasoline only. A hybrid. <laughs> All right. How bad was that? Well, let's find out. <laughs> How well do you think you did? Very bad. No, like really weird questions. Really, <laughs> like off the chart. So bad. You answered 19 questions. Okay. Do you want to try and guess how many of the 19 you got right? Five. That's what I'm going for. Wasn't too bad. Wasn't too bad. Okay. You got nine. Oh, that's not too bad. I thought I did, better, not than bad. I th- not did bad. better than I thought. Not bad. I can live so, with that. I can live with that. <laughs> I can live with that. You go, where are we? Just above Nicola Hume. Oh, perfect. There you go. Not last. There we go. Not bad. There not bad. Bab, honestly, thank you so much, man. It's no, you're such welcome. a pleasure speaking to you. Genuinely, I've been following you for a while and, and um, 
yeah, the, the more I the more I researched it, the more I was like, oh my god, like this is this is a crazy story of success, man. And never have I met someone who is able to go from like one distinct field to another yeah. and still still see it through, man. So really appreciate your time no, on, thank a, you. on a Saturday morning, man. Yeah, no problem. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Cheers, Cheers. man.